Hi, Creative Minds, and welcome to the Savvy Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Castaneda, and today my guest is the author of You Taste Like Whiskey and Sunshine. Her passion is thrillers, and she is working on her next novel, which will be part one of eight in a crime thriller series. She hosts a radio show called Crushing 40, where she talks about dating and the law of attraction on Impact Radio USA. What she loves are dinosaurs and vampires, and what she hates most of all is walking down into a dark basement. Let's face it, she wouldn't last five minutes in her own books. Welcome, Kimberly Love. Hi there. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being here. But first, I got to know, what is so tempting to make you go down into a dark basement? (laughs) Well, my laundry is down there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that yeah, that's tempting, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, so I love the fact that you write thrillers I write thrillers also and I think they're a really fun genre to write so let me ask you what is it about writing thrillers that helps you become a better writer I think the the thing about thrillers is that like it's not the same as say writing a romance novel when you're you know you're you're just trying to get two people to fall in love with the thriller there has to be so much more backstory there has to be you know there for mine anyways there's um serial killers involved so i mean like my netflix is ridiculous like i'm surprised that <laughs> the fbi isn't at my door because i watch so many serial killer and like documentaries and stuff like that that I'm I'm surprised somebody isn't like what is wrong with this girl but that's what I mean like there's so much research I find involved with because you got to you know be a detective you have to be a serial killer you know what I mean like there's so many different personalities in there yeah and um you're not alone with that Netflix playlist (laughs) (laughs) with narcos to how to make a murder and making of a murderer and I love dark stuff like that and it's uh, it's I think only writers understand that because it really is a necessity and you're right. You have to make it yeah. real. And um, if you don't have a cop friend or a lawyer friend or a doctor friend, you know, <laughs> well, my poor daughter will go cause we share the Netflix obviously. And as soon as she goes on my side of the channel, she's like, how can you watch all that stuff? And I'm like, well, it's just my job. It's not like I'm, just, <laughs> it's not like I'm taking notes for my next murder. You know what I mean? Like it's just, but she's just the, her eyes she's just amazed by the fact that you know and she's so not that girl like she she won't watch scary movies she she doesn't you know whereas I was reading that stuff in grade seven and eight so you know we have very different personalities that way you know it's funny my kids are the same way too I watch scary stuff and they say the same thing they're like mom will you please turn that off mom stop listening <laughs> yeah. and I, like, I can hear screaming in my bedroom and I'm like oh <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> let me turn it down. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think only writers can actually talk about like how to get through a perfect murder scene uh, perfectly without it being strange or awkward, right? Because right. I think it's just something that we we kind of have to do. And if we don't work on our imaginations, it's just you know we can't write. We can't exactly. write at all. Yeah. So tell us, what do you do that helps you spark your imagination for all these novels, especially crime novels that you're working on? Well, I mean, like I said, I watch a lot of Netflix, but I mean, I find that my ideas come mostly from my dreams. Have you ever experienced that where you have a messed up dream (laughs) and then you wake up and you're like writing furiously on the pad? Like I had one recently that was terrifying. And it was just, I mean, there was this one scene where you could just 
you could picture the blood pouring down the screen. And I, w I couldn't even forget it for days. It, it scared me so badly. But I'm like, this would make a badass book. Like, <laughs> that's what I find. Another way I kind of spark myself if I'm ever in a slump is long car rides. You know, I like driving around the county and stuff like that. And that kind of, you know, fuels me for something new. Yeah. Well, I think driving is just one of those things where, you know, it just, it's so relaxing that you, it takes your mind off. Yes. But the dreaming I find is really interesting because um, dreams like that, that I feel like are really gory and just scary. I feel like there's, for me, they're stress dreams. Like I know I'm like really stressed out when I get those dreams. Oh, but, really? That's yeah. interesting. I've actually like looked into dreams. Like I know they have those books out there that will tell you what your dreams mean, but uh, I've never actually looked into that. I wonder what that means for me. Well, it's just for me, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't want to get lost down that rabbit hole either of like, oh, your yeah. teeth falling out or whatever it is. Cause, uh, and super sick. <laughs> and I'm like, well, for me as a writer, I just want to make it into a story. But that's yeah. an interesting way to put a positive spin on a nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> glass half full. Um, so you're also a book reviewer. And, you know, independent authors, I think that they really need to know how important book bloggers are. So tell us, what's a good way for new writers to get the attention of a book blogger and a book reviewer? I mean, I think that I, obviously you got to, uh, I mean, I wouldn't wait around for anyone because there's like, I have so many that I have to do, you know what I mean? So I don't really go out and seek anyone anymore unless I happen to pick up something that's, you know, super fantastic. But, um, you know, people contact me and I think that's the way you got to do it. And I mean, I won't review anybody. I, it has to be something I'm actually genuinely interested in reading, but I think that what people should be doing is getting on a blog tour because they're so, you get like 20 different bloggers and they're all reading your book and they're all saying something different about the book. And then, you know, they're also putting it on Amazon and Goodreads. And I think that, I think that's one of the newest things that's going around right now. Um, for authors is the blog tour. And I mean, that's why I got involved with it because being an author myself, I know how important it is to get your name out there and, you know, to have people reading your books because especially on Amazon reviews are everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's search. It's like the decision on whether people are going to buy all of that. Yeah. yeah. So what has been an interesting lesson for you um, putting your book out there? You taste like whiskey and sunshine. What has been um, I think the lesson that I've learned, um, especially for, I guess, someone new, is that you have to, like marketing, I find, is so important. And I, I think that as a new person, a new artist, when I first started out as an entrepreneur, I didn't have a clue, and I trusted the wrong person. I put my book in the hands of a marketer, and she... Like she charged me close to like $10,000 by the time I worked with her for almost six months. And what I got from her was uh, almost nothing. And I also found out that she was like bleeding money um, from my account and stuff like that. And I just, to me, it's like, I think when you're brand new at it, you got, you got to watch who you're trusting because just because someone has a business and they're a marketer and they have all these great testimonials doesn't mean that they're a genuinely good person. And I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And so now, you know, when I do my marketing, I mean, I'm at the point now where, uh, you know, I've taken courses and I've kind of taken it like myself, uh, taken it on myself. And I find that that, 
that gives me more trust that I'm not leaving my book in somebody else's hand anymore. So I think the lesson that I learned is watch who's out there. Don't trust anybody. And there's a ton, ton, uh, unfortunately, of fake marketers, fake um, publicitors and stuff like that. And I think you just got to be careful. Thank you for sharing that with us because yeah, I know it's, it's a shame. There's so many fake entrepreneurs out there and uh, it's hard to know who does what, like you said, fake reviews. Right? Anybody who's an entrepreneur, you're seeing all the other entrepreneurs on your newsfeed on Facebook and you really can't tell right off the, like who's the fake ones and who's not. And you just have to be really careful with this, especially when it comes to influencers and stuff like that. There's a lot of fake entrepreneurs. So what yeah, was Signs. What were some signs that uh, that things started to go wrong? Uh, poor communication would be one of them. Like at first when I started with her, it was like we were best friends. You know, she was answering my emails right away. You know, I was starting like she would send me the proofs of the ads going out and stuff like that. And then maybe about two months in, it was poor communication and then she would post an ad before I approved it and stuff like that. It just seemed like slowly her professionalism went away. Mm -hmm. And to me, and then I started talking to her and I said like, where's the ad that you said that you put out? And then I found out that, you know, she had taken, I had paid for an ad and then she never posted it. So mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I was basically giving her money and then the ads weren't being put up and I was asking her where the ads were and yeah, it was, it was a bad situation. So I think, yeah, the, to me, that was a red flag when I started to see that she was kind of disappearing from me. As we're doing the show, you know, we're coming into the new year of 2019. And I feel like that's uh, something that I want to take moving forward is being able to, um, I, I write a lot about like leadership and stuff and like your business. And I definitely want our listeners out there to know that like you should never put up with uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. You should never put up with verbal abuse. You should never put up with a lot of these, like you said, unprofessionalism. That should be a first sign. Um, right. and it's okay to walk away. You're not going to yes. lose a lot if you walk away. So yeah, um, it's better um, to walk away sooner rather than later, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You live, you learn. And I think a lot of our listeners out there are definitely thinking like, wow, you know, like you need to, you need to see these morning signs and you, you know, your book is your baby and this is your business, you know? And after, yeah. after you walked away from her, what happened? Like you're obviously still doing well. Whiskey and sunshine is all over Instagram with that beautiful yellow cover. Definitely <laughs> stops, definitely stops you from scrolling. <laughs> um, so, so, so tell us like, what's, what, what happened after that? Like you seem pretty happy and you seem like, you're doing Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a lesson learned, but it didn't sink me. And I, I, I mean, that's the, the best part about it is that you, you learn from your mistakes and you move on. But like I said, I've taken a couple of marketing courses and to me, that was gold. I think any entrepreneur should can always continuously be educating yourself. Like, you know, find out what's working out there and, and invest in yourself, invest in your business. For me, it was like, you know, um, my book turned into a radio show which was super awesome. It, it wasn't even something I would ever expect to do in my life. And, and I was actually a guest on the show previously. And he was just like, Oh, we had so many people writing in about your book and stuff like that. in your interview, like, would you like a spot on the show? And to me, I just thought like, it's amazing how one door will, will open into another door to another door to another door. And then the next thing you're doing, you're doing things you never thought you would 
ever be doing. And I mean, I'm sure like you know, you know yourself is that reaching new audiences and meeting new people, it just, it's amazing. Like you're just meeting all these great people and, and hearing their stories. And, and it just, I couldn't imagine now doing anything else. Yeah. So tell us about the radio show then. Like, uh, what kind of like interesting people do you, have you done any interviews? Like, um, you do, you talk a lot about the law of attraction. Um, and it seems yeah, like I'm a that with your writing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, my book is a memoir and it's, uh, it goes through my, um, experiences with abuse growing up. And I think that kind of fits right into my radio show because I, I have a lot of guests. Like I, I recently, um, interviewed Andrea Scarborough and she's like a family coach and she deals with children who struggle domestic abuse and stuff like that and I think that these are stories especially with the Me Too movement that's live right now is that you know people need to say have these stories and talk about these things because it's what's going on in society and I would certainly hope that there'd be a day when we didn't need women's shelters and stuff like that and to me crushing 40. I just turned 40 this year. So I'm using this show as like uh, me crushing my 40s. And law of attraction for me is huge because I, I find it's grown me as an artist so much. And, you know, some a lot of my guests come in and they talk about law of attraction, but they're all specific, like one will bring you your soulmates and the other one will, you know, uh, I have one coming on in January, who's, who's teaching us about how or you can manifest your dream life through an orgasm. Yes. So, I love yeah. <laughs> so tune into that one, ladies. <laughs> oh my God. That is like a double whammy. That's like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something we need yeah, more of. Might, might as well manifest your dream life while you're at it. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I love that. And, um, the I, I I was a big skeptic. I'm gonna admit, and um, it wasn't until this year, and I'm also coming close to forty, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm also like I I kind of get what you're where you're coming from. So this year I started practicing more law of attraction. I, I started practicing manifesting, which I had never thought I would ever do in my life, and um, it it may not work overnight, but you no. see changes. You see a lot of changes. Like you, your mind is just, it's completely rewired. And that's what I love about how you're doing that. And as a writer, like, um, I want to know, like, how can we use it to write? Like, how can we use it for our art? Well, I think, um, I mean, the way I start my day off, um, and I think a lot of people kind of in the same industry do the same thing is I spend my morning journaling which is something a lot of writers do just in general, but I do a meditation and I start off the day with, I meditate and then I journal and my journal is filled of, of ways that I can be grateful for the career I have now. And the way that law of attraction teaches you is that, you know, a lot of people will, um, are in jobs that they hate, right? And they'll complain and complain and, Oh, I wish I had my dream job, but that's the opposite of what you should be doing for law of attraction because you're basically uh, creating negativity and then you're only going to attract that from then on. Whereas if you can be grateful for, for the career that you have now, then you're only going to be bringing more good to your career. So, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I mean, I didn't have the opportunities I had now, but I always woke up and I always, I was grateful for, you know, the, cause at the beginning of the year I was doing ghostwriting as well. So that's what I was doing before my book kind of took off. And, uh, and so, you know, I didn't, 
you know, you always want to write your own stories and you're at the point where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But I just kept plugging at it. I was thankful for my clients. I, you know, I was thankful for all the people that purchased my books and I was thankful, you know what I mean? And I just, it just seemed like after that with, with waking up just with a, a good attitude every day, because when you're grateful from right in the morning, it's hard to have a bad day. And even if you do have a bad day in the middle, you just kind of rework your mind to say like, you know what? This is only this moment. It's not the rest of my life. It's, you know what I mean? And for me, I found the more I was appreciative of the jobs that I had right at that moment, the more better jobs came to me and better opportunities. And like I said, now, you know, I'm writing my own things. I have my own radio show and I never would have thought at the beginning of the year that my life would be like that. And so to me, that's what I do is I start my, my morning off in a good mood and then <clears throat> it's hard to get in a bad mood after that. So that's what I do. And I love that this, um, the gratitude, because I think we writers, especially in creators, we tend to fall into dark places sometimes when things aren't working. Like why, why do we have so many notes and why doesn't anyone want to publish me? Why won't anyone follow me? Um, and I love that, that gratitude really changes the direction, right? Yeah. It sounds like you took a lot of big leaps this year. Yes. Know, yeah. <laughs> so really. What is, which is amazing because you've seen growth. Now, what pushes you into that fear? Like, well, I used to run away from fear and I think that a lot of people do that. They, they want to try something new, but it's scary and they don't know if it's going to work out. So they don't want to do it. And I think for me, I was like that for a long time. I was worried all the time. Well, you know, if I leap and do this, how do I pay my bills? You know, I have a little girl, you know, I'm, I'm a single parent. Like to me, I just can't. So I felt like I just can't go out and do whatever I want because that's not fair. I have someone that's depending on me, but you know, I was talking to a friend of mine this year and she was like, I think a lot of people have probably seen Will Smith's like jump on the other side of fear video when he went skydiving. His mm -hmm. thought was that, you know, he was terrified of scare skydiving, but as soon as he did it, fear disappeared. And that's the idea is that you just have to get on that other side of fear and you'll realize that there's nothing to be scared of. And that's what I did. I decided to take the leap and do it anyways. And I mean, it changed my life. And I know there's a hundred stories just like that. And, and that's what my goal is, is that it's not like nothing ever scares me anymore. It's just, I, I think about the benefits, like, do I want to just stay in one place forever or do I want to keep growing? Do I want to move to the next level? And I just do it anyways now. And I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs> that's kind of the way I think of it. No, I, I love that because I think a lot of people will just sit in fear. And I know I have to like even force myself, like stop being a baby, stop crying about it. <laughs> like I, I actually will talk to myself and do that. And um, I'm a single mom too. I've been a single mom for my kids are almost grown now. So I understand like how hard it is, but I got to say, what you're doing and um, just pushing and going into the fear, even having to leave your job and thinking that you're a bad mom because you're doing something and it's selfish. Um, I felt the exact same way, but my kids actually chase their dreams more. So I, I yeah. am curious to know about your daughter, your daughter, correct? Your daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, how it's inspired her. Cause we, well, that's the thing is I think we forget while we're trying to protect our children that we're also supposed to be that gateway to, 
give them the hope and the, and the confidence to follow their own dreams. And one of the things that I found during my fear days when I was still ghostwriting was that I would look over at my daughter and I'd be like, you know, we're both sitting there reading on the couch together. And I just, you know, she's a reader because I'm a reader. And it just made me click that, you know, she's following my steps. And I'm supposed to be showing her how to get the best life possible. And I mean, recently, within the past three months, I've, I've been teaching her the law of attraction. And we meditate together now. And my idea is that, you know, a lot of us are learning this stuff as adults. And it's really hard to retrain your brain once you've been thinking one thing for like 30 years. And for her, I told her, like, if you can master the idea of, controlling your thoughts and and controlling your emotions at your age you will be an unstoppable adult and that's my goal with her is that that's why I kind of leapt when I did because I thought like how am I because all my life like she's 12 now so all these years I've been saying to her follow your dreams don't go out there and get that factory job you go out there and get what what you know you love what you're passionate about but then I'm not doing it so how can I then, you know, she's not going to follow my lessons if I'm not even living them myself. And I think that's really important when you're teaching your kids is that you, you have to be the teacher that says, be confident to go and get that dream because that's the thing. Uh, and she's at the stage now where she's going to be going into high school and starting to put the tools in place for her own future and I don't want her to go out there and be like, oh, well, I have to make X amount of dollars. I want her to be like lit up in the morning when she goes to work, right? Or stays home for work, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. So after she started learning these, um, did you see her like different in school, different behavior, different like maybe in her activities? Like what, what happened? Yeah, there was an experience like a couple of years ago. She wants to go on the talent show and uh she was terrified because she loves to sing. Like she'll sing around the house, no problem. But the idea of being on stage, she's just not going to do it. And I kept telling her, just do it, just do it. And she went to the practice and had a complete meltdown. Like she was just terrified. She froze. And then, you know, she ran off stage and cried. And it was just so heartbreaking to watch. And then so I was just like, you know, let's work on that. Like let's work on your confidence of, of being in front of people. And I – I think meditation helps a lot with that because you can con literally control their breathing. And so, you know, we, we worked with that. We worked on a self-esteem notebook and stuff like that. And I said to her, like, be that confident girl, like the girl that you think you're going to be already be her. And I mean, she has a couple of YouTubers that she follows that, uh, you know, she, she likes the way that they're confident already. Like she's like, Oh, they go in front of a camera and it's like, it's nothing. And this year was the first time she went into the talent show and she was on stage and she was like singing from her heart. You know what I mean? She wasn't just one of those kids that just sits there and just kind of says the words. She was like, there was head movements, there was body movements. And I was just like, I like I videoed it and I had a grin that was like so wide because I was like, it was like a transformation. It's like, you know, and the teachers, I had the first parent teacher meeting um, a couple of weeks ago for this year. And they said, like, you know, she'll hand in her assignments. She puts her hand up now to, to answer the questions. I don't have to chase her around. I don't have to. Do, like, they said that she seems just more assured in her own self, which makes me super happy because there was a time when she was just, 
you know, she wanted to be in her shell and she wanted to be left alone, you know? Yeah. I mean, that 12 is an age where we, I mean, it's just that awkward age where our bodies don't know. Yeah, it is real. I mean, I remember when my daughter, I remember being 12 and I think that's, if, if the law of attraction made that transformation in her and everything that you did with her, I think every shy girl and shy woman, like we're still shy in our forties and stuff like that. Like yes, I know. be doing these steps um, every morning. And the, the fact that you were able to get her, I can't get my kids to meditate. I mean, the fact that you were able to get her to meditate and calm down, that's, that's incredible. Well, she has a, a poster that she made herself that's above her bed. And I said, right. I am something five times. And she wrote, I am honest, I am confident, I am brave, I am beautiful, I am smart. And I said, look at that every time you go to bed at night and say those words. And I think that just alone, I mean, it's such a simple thing, but it works, you know, because she's falling asleep with those words in her head. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. And it's, it's not just like it's in her head, she's saying it. So it's like in her yeah. head, it's feeling through your body. Um, and that's a great exercise. I think that's the first thing she's seen, right? I think it's just great for her, you know? Do you have one above your bed? <laughs> no, but I do have a dream board in my room. Oh, really? Well, tell us what's, what's on it. Um, well, the goals share. that I have for 2019 is I'm buying a home on the water. Nice. And I'm going to have my first uh, 500K year. So awesome. I have things like my dream car, my home. I have like my check for my first million dollars. I have books on there. Just, I mean, the idea behind a dream board is to uh, create your future life and then stare at it all the time. Every time you enter the room or get up in the morning and then your subconscious, the idea is that your subconscious is constantly seeing these images and they're, and the idea is that, it, the universe brings these things to you because they're constantly in your mind at all times. So your dream board for 2018, what, um, what came, what, what manifested from 2018? What manifested throughout? Well, I, what I wanted for 2018 was to get my book out there, which has happened. And, uh, I mean, when I was doing my dream board for 2018, I wanted new opportunities. My goal was I wanted to see what else I could do out there. I didn't just, I mean, I love being an author and it's definitely my passion and I want to continue to write, but I also want to do other things. And I think that's what happened with the radio show. And I didn't even know I wanted it. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes you have to leave your, your um, mind open to possibilities that you don't even know are out there. You know, because if you're so structured with your dreams saying, oh, it has to be this, it has to be this, you could be missing out on opportunities that you don't even know are there. Yeah. And, um, and that's great because that thing might be the most perfect thing for you. Like you said, you just don't know it or you haven't yeah, tried it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And also radio and podcasting, it's, there's, there's just something about it that it's just joy. It's just so much fun, you know, and yeah. doors that open the people you meet. But I also like what you said is that, you know, we're writers, but we're also more than writers, um, whether yeah. it's a radio show or whether you're a blogger, vlogger or YouTuber. Um, there is I do feel like there is something more that you have to do um, than being a writer. Um, and for you, that's the radio. When you're an artist, that that can mean a lot of things. Right. Like, uh, I mean, my daughter's definitely an artist, but like she's, you know, she's playing the piano like she 
she wants to start up her YouTube channel. Like, you know what I mean? I think it means, as being an artist, I think it means you're allowed to have passions in more than one door, right? And I right. think it's okay to kind of dip here, dip there, and just see what else is out there. Yeah, and I think it's great because you, um, you things blend and you, either way, you learn discipline because you really have to focus on certain things, but you right. learn that you can still be really great at one art or one like writing but you can still deliver your message in different ways. I think that's like the beauty of being a writer, but also being more than just a writer or an artist, yes. but still being like an artist doing many things, especially now I feel like artists do have to do many things. You have to be good at so many things to really be successful. <laughs> you see a lot of um, actors now, like Reese Witherspoon and Anna Faris, like they're podcasting, they're writing books. Like that's the thing. It's like, you know, when they started out in their career, it was okay to just be an actor and that's how they made their living. But I think even they are finding that you can't just be an actor anymore. You have to have your Instagram followers. You have to, you know what I mean? It's a very different world. And I think they realize that, oh, I need to have more than one door open. Yeah. And they're top A-list actors. Also, yeah. um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop and then uh, Jessica Alba with The Honest Company. Yeah. Like they're, they're running businesses. So yeah. I think yeah, they're entrepreneurs as well. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think is that, you know, I, I think this year we can't be afraid of all the things that are open for us or we can't uh, shut our eyes to anything that we might not uh, be able to try. So I want to ask you also, what is the best advice for women to help empower other women? Um, use your voice. I mean, I, I think, um, we're definitely in the age where we're allowed to talk. And especially with women, it took a really, really long time for us to get to the point where people are listening to us. And I think that especially with the Me Too movement and that, I mean, there's a lot, unfortunately, there's a lot of women out there that will pound down other women when we should always be empowering each other. We all have our own gifts. And instead of like competing with each other all the time, we should be helping each other grow because women united is a powerful thing. And I think that that's what we need to do. Things like podcasts and blogs and stuff like that. That's your voice. And I think women especially should be using it as much as possible. And you mentioned the me too movement a few times. So, um, and I am a huge supporter of the me too movement and you know, we, I I'm in the U S and I know you're in Canada right now, but as you know, there's so many things going on where I'm afraid, you know, yeah. I feel like we have to fight even more for our rights going on. So the Me Too movement, does that come across in your writing? Um, does that voice come across in your writing a lot? Or the, the yeah. women empowerment? Well, I think the way that it comes across in my writing is that I write female. My, my characters are always female. They're always the lead and they're strong. But they're not just strong and perfect. They're strong and flawed. Because I think that the only way to become a strong person is because you've been through something, you're flawed, you're a flawed character. And I think that women become strong because of what they've gone through, whether it be abuse or whether it be, you know, a broken heart or, or whatever. Um, I think that we, you know, have a road and we have to go down that road and, and we're, you know, I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason. And I think like there were times in my life where I thought like, what the hell? Like, why is this happening to me? Like, I can't take anymore. And, you know, all those things that happened to me led me to here. 
and I'm a, I'm a successful person. I'm a happy person. I have a beautiful life with my daughter. Sure, there are things I want, but I think I'm just still on that road of, of getting the things that I want in my career and my personal life and stuff like that. And I think that's all tied in. And when I write, I want my characters to be strong, but I also want them to have lived. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, and especially when you're writing thriller too, because you want a strong woman that survives whatever serial killer is out there or whoever is coming after her, right? But you don't want like this dumb damsel in distress because that's not yeah. a character that's fascinating to us, right? The strong woman no. is, yeah, who figures no, we want out women who can like, you know, because women are perfectly capable of saving themselves. You know what I mean? We don't need a man to, to come in, you know, with his glowing sword through the door. Like we don't need that. Sure. I mean, men are nice and, and, you know, <laughs> they have their role. They have their purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe I just said that, but, um, the, my point is that, um, we should be saving our own lives. We should, shouldn't be waiting around for a guy to come and do it for us because we are perfectly capable. And I think that a lot of women don't even know their own power, which is unfortunate. And your characters, they find their power, like you said, through flaws, um, through, through this mystery or through this crime. Um, well, a book is always a journey, right? They might yeah. not even know that they're strong or, or know how to solve the problem right away, but throughout the book, they're going to do that. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, thank you so much for, for being here today and uh, thank you for sharing everything and about your daughter and about your journey as a writer. And I got to say, Creative Minds, if you're interested, her book, You Taste Like Whiskey and Sunshine is available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. You can follow her at Kimmy Love Author, Kimmy, K-I-M-M-I, at in, uh, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Kimmy Love, the author on Facebook. And you can also check out her book reviews on KimmyLove.com. Until then, Creative Minds, thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful 2019 and make it a year where you are empowered. You have a voice. And yes, yes and as Kimmy says, attract great things to you. Any final words, Kimberly? No, I just, I think that women should do what they love and go after that. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Thank you, Creative Minds. I will see you in the next episode.